Crime Wire, a program dedicated to bringing attention to unsolved crimes and educating the public about various types of crimes and how to avoid becoming a victim. If you'd like to submit a case to Crime Wire or suggest a topic for a future show, please email us at thenewcrimewire at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook at The New Crime Wire. And if you have a question or comment for today's guest, please call in at 646 646- Four seven eight zero nine eight two, or joining the discussion in our chat room. And before I introduce today's show, uh, Dee, have you checked the uh, stream left? I just saw that, Denny. And just for those who are listening live, you may get cut off. Um, I believe it will continue to keep recording, but you'll be cut off from the live stream in about. 13 minutes, and I'm very sorry. I think I scheduled it improperly, um, but you should be able to connect and catch the whole episode afterwards. At least that's what we're going to try to do. (laughs) I think it'll keep recording, Denny. So I think let's just go ahead with it. If not, we'll we'll do it all over again. Okay. Mm -hmm. On June 15th, 2012, 52-year-old Carol Jo Thompson went missing from her home in Caldwell County, Missouri. Her remains were found 10 months later in an area that had previously been thoroughly searched. So what happened to Carol Jo? My name is Denny Griffin, and on today's show, my co-host Elila Jones of ImaginePublicity.com and I are joined by Carol Jo's sister, Judy Courtney, to discuss that question. Judy, welcome to CrimeWire. Thank you for having me. What we'd like to start uh, with, Judy, if you will, is tell us a little bit about your sister. What kind of a person was she? Well, I'd like to share it with you. One of her dear friends wrote and spoke at her celebration of life, and it pretty well fits her very well. Um I remember Carol as a passionate advocate for what she believed was good and right. She believed the community should be a place for kids, that it should provide opportunity and outlets for young people, and that no one was too good to get down and dirty and do the dirty work and make that happen. She and her late husband did many things in the community membership, members of the LBSA baseball board and volunteer They had a few others starting up the Optimist Club, was involved in the Booster Club. Anything that they could do to help better their community. She was loved by many, encouraged. She nurtured the young ones and was known as their other mother. She was a widow, a mother, a grandmother, a sister, an aunt, friend all loving as they were. She was a caregiver to many of the elderly, helping them in their times of need, as she was so quickly to do for so many. She was my best friend and the best sister I could ever have. 
Uh, I don't think there's anything we can add to that. Um, well, that's just such a, a very touching tribute, Judy, and, and thank you for for letting us know a little bit more about Carol. And I just want to say, I think, you know, one thing about this case and many, many others out there, this is a missing persons case that has been recovered. However, there's a whole other chapter. It's it's not over, and this happens many, many, many times. That once once that missing person is recovered, there's justice to be found in a lot of the cases, and this is this is where we're headed with this case, right? Right. right. Answers for my family. Yeah, it's unfortunate that. Uh... And as Delilah said, in many cases like this, the, the recovery is almost the beginning or the beginning of the next chapter, if you will, on, on what needs to be done. Um, let's now, uh, Judy, tell us about this uh, fellow named Dwight Adkison. Tell us who he is and how he fits into this. He was her boyfriend for five and a half, six years. And she lived with him, and he was the last person to see her alive. Okay, and the relationship between Dwight and your sister, was it uh, a good relationship? Was it a stormy relationship? How would you describe? I would say at first um, she it was a good relationship, Um Carol had been married for 26 years, and her husband passed away in 2006, and uh, she had never been alone. So and Dwight and another man was... Did, did she know uh, Mr. Atkinson prior to her husband passing away, or did she... Word? Yes, they knew each other. Um, they were on the baseball board, I believe, together. Okay, now let's uh, let's move to the morning of June fourth, twenty twelve. Uh, I believe yeah. that was the day Carol Joe went to court regarding her son. Can you tell us about that? It was the fourteenth. Um, yes. Yeah, she had um, her son had been in jail at the Lathrop or the Plattsburgh jail for. 10 months being charged daily and she had gone to court stressed and worried and no, her, the attorney had said that they thought that they would release him because they can't contact the person that I believe it was an assault charge that he was in there for. Um, they couldn't locate him or get him to come to court. They, so they couldn't she, locate the person. I'm sorry, they couldn't the, locate the person accusing accusing her son. Right. Right, right. Okay. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, he already owed $10,000 um, for being in, car, or in the jail. Um, so she was stressing on that and wanting him to be able to get out and work and earn money to pay those fines and, you know, either find the person or 
do what needed to be done to get him released. Um, that didn't happen apparently. And I guess she walked out of the courtroom and her son was walking down the, back down to the jail cell or jail where she passed by and he, she told him not to call because Dwight would press charges is what the son said later after we, uh, I went to tell him his mother was missing. Um, she, he later heard from someone in the jail that worked there that she was all over the courthouse upset, raising cane. I did ask if there was any um, video of in the courthouse, and they said no. <clears throat> so it couldn't prove of anything of that if she was upset or if she didn't, if she did go into any of the offices or what she actually did. Um, then she later went by her house and her farm that she had in Lathrop, Missouri, and visited with, with her grandchildren. And she was upset. And one of her, her youngest son, Corey, told her to, you know, basically give it to God and let, you know, Troy deal with the situation that he had. He was a big boy. He got him into himself into this mess that he needed to work it out. She left there upset. Um, around 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, her middle son called, um, and asked to talk to her, and I believe they, she was still upset, and maybe he had the same scenario of let Corey or Troy deal with it, and then that was the last time he spoke to her. And then later that evening around 8 o'clock, he, she spoke to um, her grandchildren, they were planning to come up that Saturday and spend time with her and go to the friendship festival that was going on in the town, one of her favorite um, events. And that was the last time any of the family member, any family members spoke to her. So from the, uh, from the family members she spoke with later in the day, uh, did you get the impression or did they get the impression that she had calmed down after the court, uh, after being in court earlier in the day, or was she still upset? Well, I'm pretty sure she was, probably didn't say anything. She didn't, not wanting to spread negative, negativity. Um, but she was excited that they were coming and looking forward to it. And I said, you know, pretty much that she was just the same old Carol. <clears throat> Excuse me. Is, is it is it safe to assume, uh, Judy, based on the comment from the son, that that uh, if he called the house, the, the home that she shared with Dwight, 
that Dwight might uh, be upset and try to press charges. Is that indicative of a poor relationship between her son or sons and Dwight? Yes. Um, Uh, If you walked walked into their home, there was no pictures or anything of her children. They really wasn't welcome there. Um, We was all upset whenever they, she did move in with him. And I know her sons were very upset. And I mean, that had been in 2007 or eight time frame, but you know, those waters had calmed. I mean, they accepted it. Um, so, but they he would there. unplug, he would unplug the phone once he got home, what she would say. And, you know, so that they couldn't call or I couldn't call. Our only times of talking was of the morning or throughout the day or when he wasn't at home. So Dwight wasn't particularly fond of uh, any of your sister's family, you or her children? Um, well, I think he was fond of me. Um, okay. It's thinking Good. that, you know, he and I was a lot alike, which I didn't ever see that. Did, do, do you think, now you say that uh, basically the family accepted her, uh, your sister moving in with, uh, with Dwight, but do you think uh, there might have been times that Dwight's attitude toward the children may have caused some friction in their relationship? Between Carol and Dwight? Between, yes. 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 Now, with what happened on the 14th with this this court appearance uh, and and then the son not being released, which added probably to the stress, uh, I'm just trying to think of what the house, their house, uh, what was going on there when uh, did White work somewhere and then when he got home... uh, you know, I don't know what your sister's attitude would have been at that point, but it it it, it could have been maybe a little bit of a rough time uh, in the household there with what had happened earlier at the court. I agree. I would probably oh. say that they probably had an argument, or you know, because he didn't no. understand how she felt. Uh, let me just ask you, uh, the son apparently was being held. He had not been convicted yet. They couldn't locate the guy who was pressed charges. So he was right. being held in a county lockup all the time. Now, when you're being held in, in almost every case, except possibly a murder, uh, you're, you have bail. Uh, it, it was Could he have gotten out on bail if the bail could have been raised? Um. Nobody had the money for that. Okay. Um, Including Dwight? Including Dwight. Okay. Let's move on then to the June 15th and walk us through that day, if you would, starting with a phone call you got at about uh, 10 minutes after 7. 
I was staying up visiting my grandchildren in Liberty, Missouri, and was rushing around there. The day was uh, going to be an important day for me at work. I was at a campus, and our first start was the following Monday. And so I had a lot to do with new hires, payroll benefits, um, making sure the school was ready. And so I was rushing around there, and I heard the phone ring, and I hollered down saying, I'll call you back, because I know if anybody calling me that morning, at that time of the morning, it was my sister, um, because we spoke most every morning. Um, I'm sure she wanted to know about my day and my plans and was my thoughts anyway, and about the relay for life that I was working on for the next, the 16th. Um, she, that phone call was at, on the 15th is when I received that phone call. I got in my car and I started down, um, the road and was 10, 15 minutes away from home, almost close to where I needed to be. And I called back and it was Dwight that answered the phone and it wasn't Carol. Um, He asked me if I had seen Carol and that um, she had had a rough night the night before and wasn't feeling well, said she was out of her medications and that um, he gave her two Tylenol PM and a St. John's work to calm her down, that he had her, she had him up and down most of the night. And um, he said that he woke up at 6.10 and, or he went to bed at 2 was the last time that he said he had seen her, Um, said that um, he got up at 6.10, looked around, and she was nowhere around. Said her medication, her purse, her cell phone, and her blazer was all there, but she was missing, and he couldn't find her anywhere. Um, he thought maybe I had come and taken her to the hospital or something, which I was shocked hearing that because I would have let him know. Um and I told him, no, I hadn't heard from her, as usual. Um, I told Dwight I was going to had to go to work and get some things done. There wasn't really any urgency in his voice. Um, he said, he, as a matter of fact, he said, I'm sure she is around here somewhere. I'll keep looking around some more and go over to her farm to see if the boys came and got her or if she was there and that he would stay in touch with me. Um, I kept calling, trying to see if anything, if they had, uh, heard anything, seen or found her and he just kept saying no. And he finally got over to her farm around 11, 1130, the boy said, and they had told him that he had told them that he had gone to the fairground to see if she was there. Um, just at the front for the friendship festival that had started actually on the 14th and would last throughout the weekend. Um, and 
Whew, that's a lot to know. Judy, uh, uh, well, let me ask you this. At, at this point, after he had been to the farm and so forth, had uh, the authorities been notified yet? Had anyone called law enforcement? I, uh, to my understanding, it wasn't until he left there and went back over to his home that he called. And okay, so that would have been what time? Around noon or after? Yeah, noonish or after that. Uh, uh, let me uh, also ask you, you say there was no urgency in his voice. Um, uh, by urgency, you mean concern? He didn't seem concerned or overly concerned? No, it didn't. It didn't sound that way, or I would have turned around and headed back. You know, like uh, I'm sure she's around thing, here somewhere. Call took place at seven ten a.m. So I'm just guessing the odds of the boys having come over that early and picked her up without his knowledge was kind of really remote. It doesn't seem to be all that likely. Did you say that her cell phone was also left? Her cell phone, her purse, her vehicle, her medication, medication. everything. Was left. Right. Yeah. Uh, did your sister normally carry identification with her or her cell phone? Did she tend to to carry those yeah. items, or did she frequently leave them? She would take them with her. She was very organized. Her pack um, of cigarettes and her lighter was still there, too, as well. So all the things she would have, you would think, have taken with her, at least based on her past uh, her past habits, were were contrary to that. They were all left behind. Uh, if you would, tell us about the area that their place was in. Was was there neighbors immediately next door? Was it some distance to uh, to the next house? How far was it from town or from businesses? It was out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> on a highway or right off the highway. Um, it was all farmland around the place of his home. Um, it was just three miles into Clinton County. Um, her residence was eight miles, I believe, away um, from the home, so, if not a little further. Um the closest neighbor would be the landlord that lived down the street, I would say several, many acres, quite a few acres behind him. And then so, there was homes along the, on the other side of the road, but it was probably half a mile, a mile up from there. Okay, so, and and how about traffic on that particular road? Was it heavily traveled or kind of sparsely traveled? Was there a lot of people on it all the time or not so? There was quite a bit. Um, It was the main highway, 116 highway that went to another highway, uh, I-35, that goes north and south. And so she, it was, it was heavily used um, by truck drivers, uh, by people going and, to and from work in Kansas City. And what day of the week was this we're talking? The 15th? 
The 15th was on a Friday. So it was a weekday and a work day, correct? Yes, correct. So there would be a good chance, I would assume, that if your sister had left the house, let's say, at daybreak or, you know, I can't imagine leaving in the middle of the night uh, on foot. Uh, if no. she left the house and were walking, there was, should be a good chance that someone on their way to work, or, you know, someone on that road would have spotted her, right? Correct. Okay. So now we're at the point where probably early afternoon, Dwight notifies, uh, who would it have been? The county sheriff? He would have called? Okay. So now the county sheriff is aware that your sister is missing and has been missing now for several hours. Um, do you know what happened next? Did they contact you or what? Give us the uh, sequence of events once the sheriff's department got notified. I'm not real sure how soon they arrived or what they initially did if they I, I know they walked through the house and said they didn't see anything suspicious um that um they were doing searches and then they called in the Cameron Missouri correctional dogs they brought those in to search the area when i got there two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, they were all searching with the dogs. I drove up to find them there and people standing around talking to Dwight and other, you know, bystanders just wanting to know what was going on and friends of Carol's. And then the sheriff's department was there. I got out of the car uh, and knew something horrible had happened. Um, I just started asking questions, and all they said they could do was look for her, and that's what they was doing. Uh, Later in the afternoon. I, I just... Uh, before you go on, could you tell us that at this point now, Dwight is there talking to to neighbors and the police or the sheriffs and so forth. Had his demeanor changed any? Could you tell? Were you able to tell or talk with him to get a feel if, if he was now more upset or more concerned about uh, where Carol was? No. You didn't sense that urgency that we talked about earlier, that sense of... Uh, urgency or concern but you had it right when you arrived at the scene and saw what was going on yes uh and and yeah you're you're you were obviously more concerned yes as i put my foot on the ground i knew that something horrible had happened and deep within me a bellow came out from my very gut screaming her name it shocked me. It shocked everyone else, I'm sure, too. Um, they, when the sheriff came over to talk to me and some of the other deputies. Um, 
they just told me they were trying to do what they could do to find her. Did they give you any feeling that they suspected that something wasn't quite right, or do you think they were simply looking for like a runaway, you know, that she she was upset and decided to take take a hike uh, type thing? Uh, do you know what they're, could you tell at all what they might be thinking or feeling? Well, I believe Dwight had them convinced that, you know, she was out of her mind that night and talking delirious and he had said that he was going to call me that morning and try and get Carol medical help, which I find really hard to believe because of Carol knowing my sister would have called the ambulance herself. Um, you know, did, Ju- Judy, I'm not... Just, uh, go ahead. Go ahead and finish, and I'll, I'll ask you. She had just uh, done so on Monday, um, called the ambulance. Her health was bad. She had had um, three stents put in her heart over several months, and they were actually testing her for multiple sclerosis. Um, it's, I'm not a, f- a farm person. I'm, I'm primarily a city guy. Um, right. In June, in, in June, what would the condition have been of these, uh, these lots, these farm lots or acreage of the various farms? Were there, was there hay up or had everything been mowed down or what, what type of, uh, uh, surroundings. Uh, what what would the surroundings have been like in June? Um, new growth um, in June. You know, the beginning of planting, and I'm sure they start that sooner. But um, it was just things were just coming up. So the growing the whatever was there, wheat or corn or whatever would have been in these fields, uh, in June it wasn't high enough to obscure a person walking. I mean, could you, if, if someone was out in the field, would they be able to be seen? Yes. I think they would be, if they were walking correct, yes. Okay. Uh, I, I go ahead then and finish up uh, the events of, of June 15th for us. Okay. Um, shortly after I got there, um, they had told me that there was no scent of Carol anywhere. The dogs had not picked anything up, which I was shocked to believe myself because we hadn't had rain, maybe a light dusting of or light mist or short rain, but she had been all over that farm. Um, anyway, seven different townships of emergency personnel and volunteers came and scoured areas for miles and many acres on foot and ATV, ATVs, um, clear up until it cooled down and nightfall had come. Um, I had asked the sheriff what else could be done. He mentioned searching the pond silo and bringing in cadaver dogs. 
none of that was done and why I searched and found Q. Um, I needed. So, I'm sorry. So, at the end of the day, that day, there had been multiple search teams. They had searched several acres, surrounding acres, searched them on foot. They had dogs uh, uh, involved, trying, and they, the dogs did not pick up any scent or trace of your sister. Uh, nothing at all was found. When when the sun went down on the 15th of June, your sister was still just missing, and there was, apparently were no clues or evidence or anything else. It was a, the the searches and the police up to that point had drawn a zero. Correct. Okay, so now the ensuing days, and I before I forget this, I'm going to ask you to start with the next Monday would have been, I guess, the 18th. Do you know if the police put up a roadblock or roadblocks, checkpoints on the highway that ran past uh, Carol and Dwight's uh, house to see no. if any of the regulars, the people going to work, you know, had seen anything? No. They did not. They did not do that. Um, no. Okay, t- take it, take us through the ensuing days. Now the search continues. They and, did, uh, and they did do another sh- search the very next morning um, with another set of dogs, from what I was told. And the Missouri Highway Patrol um, used their airplane and did a five-mile radius of the area and found nothing. Okay. And eventually, I don't know what day it was, but at some point the Q center for missing persons participated also, or you were in touch with them. With who? I'm sorry. Q, the CUE center, Q center for missing persons. Yes. I finally, after many, many searches that we all did, um, Dwight had taken off two weeks. And performed many searches with some of a couple that um, Carol was dear friends with. Um, also, we did many searches every weekend, every evening, every t- chance that I could get to drive up there. I was an hour away, and my work was almost two hours away, so I was trying to maintain and make sure everything was going right at work and also searching for my sister. And there was another, I believe it was on the 16th of July that um, a bunch of horseback riders went throughout the area. I wasn't able to attend. Um, My daughter was there. And she wasn't there. We also had another big search where we went up and down all of the highways, the acres, looking in ditches on horses again, ATVs. Did did the police, were the police uh, continuously involved in this or had their participation kind of kind of ceased as the days went by? 
um, at that point, um, they searched supposed leads or gossip that was going on in life room. I don't know what they did. I wasn't privy to that information. So is in, in, the, the, including the 15th, the day of the disappearance and the, the days, several days immediately after, there are numerous searches, on foot searches, uh, aerial searches, uh, dogs are involved, horseback uh, searches, uh, and, and nothing is found, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. Now, let's uh, jump to April of 2013 and tell us what happened. April 20. Trying to recall. That's when your sister's remains were found, I believe. Oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry. I, I wanted to, I kind of skipped um, that I, about Q, the organization. Okay, well, let's, let, let's, address, let's address Q then before we move forward. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I had done a lot of research and I was spreading the word on social media posting flyers and did news interviews. I entered her into, registered her into NamUs. So if she was in a different town, seeing how she was on a main highway and off another main highway, that she would, you know, the law enforcement would be able to access her information. End of July, I believe it was, I contacted Q and we went about setting up a search for Carol. They brought trained recovery dogs. They came from Florida, Texas, Oklahoma, southern Missouri. They searched nearly 100 acres within three days of searching, both in Clinton and Caldwell County. Um, They had spent 30 hours scouring trains, fighting the elements, and working for the sole purpose of bringing Carol home or giving us peace, knowing that we didn't miss her. <clears throat> I recall as they drove off, Dwight throwing his hands up in the air saying, I told you she wasn't here, now we can lay that to rest. And he walked inside and I stood there watching the amazing and loving people that I just spent three and a half hours or three and a half days seeking the same thing. And they knew how I felt. She had wanted to put Uh, up a billboard. She had wanted to put up a billboard with her picture and information in front of Dwight's house. They just needed permission. Dwight was going to ask his landlord and, and about the dimensions, he never did. Even asking him several times, seemed from that point going forward, he was not wanting to draw any attention to him or what had happened. But I kept seeking answers and still am. Uh, <clears throat> okay, now now let's talk about April 2013 when your sister's remains were found and what's happened since. So if you'll uh, if you'll tell us what happened and how you were informed and so forth. Okay. Um, I'd woke up that morning feeling like something good was going to happen. Um, 
I was working with someone who was planning a search of an area, repeating to him, I know she's coming home this week. It may sound crazy, but I felt it. I got to work, and around 2.30, I received a phone call from the sheriff. He told me that remains had been found the night before, and it could be possibly be Carol. And it was within a mile or two from Dwight's house. Asked me if there was anything that could indicate it was her. I told him her finger that had been cut off at the knuckle. He said he it had been crazy, a crazy day, and that someone from one of the departments that was helping to retrieve leaked out that there was remains found found in the St. Joe news station was there. He said it hit him when they was driving off that he better call me. I was pretty much in disbelief of what I was hearing. Had many emotions going on. And didn't understand why Dwight hadn't called. Because he could see all the activity going on the night before and the next day. I recall Carol saying he had a police scanner and I went and kept thinking he knew what was going on. And I didn't understand why. And I did ask him and he said, because he didn't know it was her. Judy, at, 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 that, at that time or since then, did you know or did you learn the exact location where the remains were found? What I'm getting at, were they, you know, 500 yards off the road in a field? Were they in a ditch uh, near the field or near the road? Uh, could you tell us if you know where the remains were found in relation to the highway? Um, she was nine-tenths of a mile away in the opposite direction of most of our searches because we would think that she would go in the opposite direction. Um, she was found on a bank. I originally had been told that she was found in the creek, um, but later found out it was not that. I did speak to the man that found her, him and his dog, and he said that she wasn't there. She wasn't there in August whenever he bailed his hay, and he walks his dog there all the time and said that she wasn't there. Um, So this area, this location where the remains were found is an area that at least by the, apparently the landowner, the farmer that uh, did the haying there and, and walked his dog there regularly, it was at least searched by him, uh, if not an actual search, the point being he would have been there, been in that area. Um, and how about Correct. the searchers themselves? Do you think any of the uh, searchers were ever in that area? I found out in November, October, that, yes, indeed, <clears throat> the searchers were there. Um, where I was working, there was a training going on, and the Liberty Fire Department was there. And one of the men asked me if I had lived in Lathrop, and I said no. And he quickly said he was sorry. It was my sister that lived there and told me he was one of the initial um 
searchers and that they searched that area. And he was sorry for the outcome. They had wished, hoped for a better outcome. A week later, he came in and told me he was really sorry that they just must have missed her. And I, he says, we searched that creek river. Um, I thought he was talking about the one that is next to Dwight's house that was dried up. And he said, no, I know exactly where she was found. And there were several of us walking the bank in the river, on both sides of the bank and in the riverbed. So I do know that it was searched by searchers. And so be, between the searchers who looked there initially and then this, this farmer who eventually found her and the one that, uh, you know, is on the land all the time apparently and, and walks his dog in that area, uh, do you think that everybody missed her or do you think she wasn't there initially? I don't, I don't believe she was there. Uh, okay, so we now have a deceased person as opposed to a missing person. Um, how did the police respond to that change in the situation as far as their investigations? Um, as far as being actively searching for answers? Yeah, uh, investigating the death. Now, I'm assuming that after being exposed that long to the to the elements and whatever, that they probably didn't find much in the way when they did the autopsy. Uh, uh, were they able to determine the cause and manner of death, or was it undetermined? Not determined. So how did, did they interview you? In other words, did, was there an attitude change or anything after the remains were found, or... Don't you know? They didn't interview me at any given point in time. But I was always, I was continuously calling with ideas and asking questions. And, um, but after that, um, I didn't get any answers. They sent her to NamUs. Um, oh, forensic. They did a forensic um, in Texas. Sorry, I can't think of it at the very moment. Um, but she, he said, we just have to wait and see. And she came back in June. They sent her the, the ninth to. Texas, and they, that's where the autopsy was performed, and she came back, and they was asked me to wait until we received the autopsy reports back. They didn't have any answers, and so pretty much after that, nothing happened. So that it's been five years, uh, 
since she went missing and nearly five years since the remains were found. I don't know the exact date she passed. Uh, I would assume it was probably that the 15th of June. But uh, at any rate, what is the status of the police investigation now? Are they still investigating or is it just like on the shelf? Or are they doing anything with it? I'm not sure. Um, they have told them. I did finally get them to talk to me this past June. Um, I'd been calling, leaving messages and not getting any returned calls. And I did a card event to the sheriff on Facebook and many people sent cards letting them know that Carol mattered and so did the answers. He he did finally answer my call a week or so later. I called and we spoke for hours about why I felt that it was a murder and not just her walking off. And I talked to him about things that could be done, not trying to lead the case, but just suggestions and help that I could get in other searches because 79.3% of her skeletal remains was retrieved. After the drought and the hard summer, it was a very hot summer, um, and being out in the elements and with animals, I just find it very hard to believe that so much of her would have been retrieved. Um, the autopsy also indicated that she was there for several months. To me, several months isn't 10 months. Also, something that kind of threw me for a loop was that her clothes, that was retrie- retrieved, her T-shirt and her panties, was off of off of her, laid to the side. No sign of her pajama bottoms, glasses, or shoes. I don't know. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say about uh, your experience in dealing with law enforcement in this before we move on to the uh, kind of the closing question I have for you? Well, I would really like to believe that they truly want the answers as well. They um, are short people. As a matter of fact, one of the uh, deputies that was on her case is in prison right now for stealing money and drugs out of the evidence room. He even did a talk show saying that he had been addicted to pain pills for a long time and that even there was times he would black out. Okay. I'll tell them. Uh, and this was a deputy handling or involved in the investigation? He was involved in the investigation. Okay. Um, now, have you kept in touch with Dwight? No. No. Have you seen him really? 
I haven't I hadn't talked to him since um, August of 2013. Whenever I had her funeral, actual funeral, um, talking to him was pretty much like talking to a cold brick wall. Anyway, he was going to come, but he said that there was a water main break and that, you know, he had to fix that because he works for the township of Lathrop, Missouri. Um, Let's see. He um, ended up walking into a company I was working for on the 19th of October, and I had not seen him since the 20th of April. I've steered clear of that area. And definitely wasn't prepared. He came in. He was looking for directions. He was about three miles where I was in a remote location. I heard the door open up, and I looked up, and there he was standing. I had to do a double take there. Couldn't believe what I was seeing. He uh, acted like I was just someone. He was asking for directions. Never asked about the family. Nothing. Just rattled on about his water treatment classes and his certifications and, and that he was doing for the city and trying to find out. I uh, pretty much was in shock. I asked him how Lathrop was and he said, you know how Lathrop is? And he asked me about the school that I worked at and he, I told him it closed and that was the only personal things that was spoken. I My ears was ringing, my head was just a fog and all I could do was pray and I stood up and took him to a coworker that may be able to help him and to get him out of there. And so she tried to find, you know, his where it was and uh he just he said thanks and take care and left and I've not heard or seen anything from him. Just like nothing happened, huh? Right. Obviously, you have not given up on this. You're trying to get the answers. Um, have you, uh, in addition to any investigative efforts by law enforcement, have you done anything yourself to uh, to try to find out what happened to your sister? Um, I've had personal, or I've reached out to private investigators that couldn't help. Um, I've continued a page for justice for Carol Thompson. Um, At this moment, I'm trying to figure out what the next thing is to do. I've got people that will take their dogs and search the area if we're allowed to do so. Come fall or spring. Um, unfortunately, we've run out of time here and have to have to wrap up, Judy. Um, 
Now, on Crime Wire, we always like to do follow-ups for any cases in which there are changes. Uh, uh, if something develops, something new in the, in, in the case of uh, your sister, would you please let us know, and we can do a follow-up show to update the audience as to whatever new developments there are? Yes, I sure will. I definitely will. Okay. And I appreciate your caring enough to hear my story. Not all oh. of it, because there's been plenty of things that's happened in six years that's Tons more. shocking. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Thanks so much for being here and sharing this, what I consider a very troubling story. And thanks also to our listeners for bearing with us. And until next time, stay safe. We'll see you again on Crime Wire. Thanks, Judy. Thank you.